Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Happy, happy New Year. Blessed, blessed New Year. Indeed, we have entered 2022. What do you plan to do? with this extra blessing, time and space which God has given you. May God grant you grace. God grant us grace. God grant us grace to be what he wants us to be and to be found doing what he wants us to do in 2022. Now, I don't have the habit of making New Year's resolutions, but I do want to ask God to make this year his year in my life. And if you know the Lord, I'm going to encourage you to pray something like that. Those of us who know that our lives have not measured up to God's expectations, we want to correct that. I trust you are one of those. But over the joy that we have of entering this new year, it's been a bleak and cloudy year for many that we're passing from. And I wish for the families of those who have suffered the loss of loved ones through all the circumstances that have caused their demise will lean heavily upon the ability of our comforting Lord. Let's pray together as we begin 2022. Loving Heavenly Father, open our eyes to see, our spiritual eyes, to see the glory of the Lord and to worship in your temple. We thank you that you have invited us to come boldly. We don't have to go to Jerusalem or to Mecca or to Rome or to any particular physical geographical location. Your word tells us we must come in the name of the Lord Jesus, God the Son. And we can pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. So today we pray, Lord, take our lives and let them be consecrated, Lord, to thee. And we ask that you would make our lives a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, for the weeks leading up to the Christmas holiday season, I spent time reminding our audience that the Bethlehem scene and the Bethlehem experience was not the end of the mission of Jesus Christ. It was but one tiny step in an eternal plan. Mary's boy child, Jesus, was the fulfillment of divine prophecy we observed. Even his place of birth, Bethlehem, which has become almost a place of worship for some, was one stop along the way prophesied by the Michael, by Michael the prophet 700 years before. And we broke the Jesus to earth experience, plan, program of redemption of God into seven pieces or seven stops 
We looked at the plan which was from eternity past. We looked at the promise which began in the Garden of Eden as God promised Eve that one of her descendants would bruise Satan's head and destroy his power. And he would in turn be nipping at the heel of the son of the woman. Hence the Calvary experience of our Lord Jesus. But even as he was on the cross, he made it clear that God's promise, the divine promise, was being fulfilled. And it was done on the cross. Its continuing outworking is with us today. So we looked at the promise, and then we looked at the predictions that people like Isaiah and the Psalms and Micah wrote concerning the coming king who would be Mary's baby Jesus. And then we look at the preparations that God Almighty orchestrated through people like John the Baptist, Mary, Joseph, yes, and the Romans, Caesar. All of this came together to tie together the fulfillment of divine prophecy. Another reason I'm confident in the Bible, written over a period of hundreds of years by 40 different authors, and yet knitting together as one coherent whole, the Bible, the Word of God. And then following the preparations, there was, the, there was a presentation. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, we read that Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. And we had the great Christmas demonstration of the angels lighting up the heaven and singing glory to God in the highest. And then there was a performance of the promise of redemption, and that's what Jesus executed on the cross. And we had the Calvary story and all of the attempts of the enemy to keep him from going to Calvary. Oh yes, kill him some other way. And along the way, Jesus gained the victory and all the way to the cross he went on your behalf. And mine. He performed and he personified the promise of God. And that's where we find ourselves today. But beyond this, there is the proof, which we will look at next week, which is the resurrection. So I encourage you to read the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, where we'll take a look at the proof of the promise, the redemption, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, and then there is a propagation, which is your job and mine, will get to those in the weeks ahead. The further evidence of the fact that our salvation was in the purposes of God is John's expression that Jesus Christ, the Word, was with God and is God and was in the act of creation. What a divine program. Today, we stop at the performance station for a moment or two. The Apostle te John tells us, as part of the story, please listen to the lead-up to Calvary. Jesus was engaging his disciples, and the Bible says, now there were some Greeks who'd come up to worship at the festival. And they came to Philip and asked him to introduce them to Jesus. And Philip and Andrew conferred together, and they went to Jesus and told him what these men wanted. And Jesus, without addressing their request directly, got to the point. He said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. 
he was telling them something bigger than me in a room is happening, something bigger than breaking bread on the mountainside, something bigger than healing the leper is about to happen. The hour has come. Oh, friend, listen to Jesus. He wasn't being rude to these men. He was not being inhospitable. He wasn't ignoring them because they were Gentiles. He was using this moment to elucidate his true reason for having come to earth. It was not political. It was not cultural. It was not intellectual. It was not racial. It was not material. It may have had aspects of all of those, but it was bigger than that. Oh, I want to shout, Jesus is about to explain the performance aspect of the redemption journey. Take a spiritual breath, a deep breath right now, and listen to what Jesus says. Verily, truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, Jesus says. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Oh no, it was for this very reason I came to this hour, Jesus says. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Father, glorify your name, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die, all in the plan of Almighty God, all orchestrated by the Spirit of God, all prophesied now being fulfilled. If you are a new person to this message, if you have never heard the story of Jesus and his love, it's time for me to make another note. Jesus came into the world to save sinners, save us from our sins. He guarantees your salvation for which he died and wants you to personally trust him as Savior and Lord. No better time, no better time, no better time than now. I urge you, I implore you, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. You see, God's road to salvation goes through Bethlehem, but it doesn't linger at Bethlehem. It goes on to Calvary, and it goes on to Joseph's new tomb. It goes on to the resurrection. It doesn't matter where you are in life. Jesus wants to meet you. Today I'm appealing to two categories of listeners, I believe. The one I've chosen is the intellectual, who is inclined to respond with a simple message of God's salvation by saying, that is not logical. I cannot believe in a God who became man. But my friend, I ask you, can you believe that God is? Can you believe that the world around you was formed by intelligent design? If you do, the Bible says it is one simple step of faith from there to receive his great salvation. Hebrews 11 verse 6 tells us this, Without faith it is impossible to please him, that is God. For whoever comes, draw near to God, must believe he exists, and he rewards those who seek him. I'm just the messenger, and I believed this message 75 years ago. 
and I'm still believing it today. The second category of persons I want in particular to reach are people who are incarcerated, and sometimes they're one and the same. But I'm appealing to individuals who are serving time in penal institutions. It doesn't matter what other things may be in your story. What matters is that God says we're all sinners and we've come short of the glory of God and Jesus loves you. God loves you. Jesus died to save you. And today, the beginning of 2022 can be the beginning of a new life as it was for me 75 years ago in January 1947. My friend, come to Jesus now. If you like a copy of this, messages, I can send you a printed copy, write to us the address Edward Gibb at the end of the broadcast. As I leave you today, may I invite you to join me in rehearsing as a prayer, as a commitment. The hymn is a challenge issued by S. Baring Bull, written actually as a children's song back in the 19th century. It says, Onward Christian soldiers marching as to war, Looking unto Jesus, who is gone before, Christ the royal master leads against the foe. Forward into battle, see his banners go, onward Christian soldiers marching as to war, looking unto Jesus, who has gone before. The Bible encourages us to go forward into battle against all the forces of evil that are arrayed against us. God wants you to win, in Jesus' name. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.